I tell you a story, and I tell you that I'm going to take a white Toyota from here to Fruitland for the next six months. Poof. There. I didn't tell you who was driving. I didn't tell you where the Toyota came from. I didn't say anything, but I got a lot of energies over there that heard my wish. And they manifested it in all the ways that it could come to me because it was really a wish that came to my energies. And so to fruit that for me, it just began seeking the other part that it was connected to just to connect for a quick minute. And along the way, sometimes it meshes with certain things and swishes things and closes. And it doesn't always feel so comfortable, but it never feels too hard. Vibrational energies that gained frequency by bacteria invasion of the spores. It can be scientific. Bacterial invasion of the spores? Yes, the open little parts that become like more moldy, uh-huh. right? So if your energy got somehow a little bit of an atomic thing, like the snow. Uh-huh. The snow has no vocalizations. It's not yelling at us while we're hitting it. Uh-huh. But let's add words to that. That'd be really hard to drive it. So when that snow dies and it doesn't have snow anymore, it smushes it to its next mission of energy, whatever that goes to. Maybe water, maybe ice, maybe whatever. Uh-huh. Same thing how humans smush it. And for us, this feels like an extreme amount of time. It's just a short amount of time, I promise. And I don't have to doubt that at all, because I know what I say to me. And so profoundly, I know that if I don't do this, I'll know forevermore that the one time I had life, I didn't become president and make a United Nations. So my energy will forever linger with that promise that it will do so before my my, my, my bomb will never blow until then. So if someone who's died and passed on in the world here with us is being mourned deeply here, a part of their energy will stay here to mourn us for sadness, providing that energy, but not understanding how important it was to become part of a space. Because when so many people are yearning for you, they can only all have you at once and not be selfish when you're dead. Boom. That's why it's really important that when you feel extremely attracted to being in that energy with somebody, you just continue to do it because that's where your energy is going to produce more energy to make more people want to be attracted to that, where you're learning to be more like like each other, like the whole invasion of the human body snatchers was. Human body snatchers? Yeah. Energy. Oh, yeah, but it's not like... It's always, it can be always energy. white and it can be always dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever creeps into the form, it's a vessel. The vessel you're in. This one's functioning differently. Like, let me take off my head and put it into a little robot machine and see if I can still pull it. And the energy that's inside of me still has to conduct this thing and then outside again. When I'm being conducted by one little teeny thing connected to something inside of there that's just really small. A whole bunch of little things. And actually, that's the scary part of it all. Make sense of it? Well, don't try to, because it's really important that you understand that it's fun. And so the only reason why we decided to get to the fun part was because there's just a couple of things that you can only experience as a human. And that you, you take that back with you to when you become energy again. And so whatever you come next, like you might be a spider. You might have to get stomped by a mosquito. Swoosh. I mean, every energy that you have to reincarnate into is just perfect for whatever it is. And that's the scary part because we've got all this work of working up to like a bee who just gets to be a Turner bee. But it's important. Like without that one Turner bee, there's no beehive. Being the yoke and the yoke and the mouse carrying the everything. If you're living in this world, you are that all the time. Every single one of us is trying to make every single one of us happier and understand what they're thinking about and what we can do for them. 
no matter what. It was the innate need to cohabitate and find dark and white together or loud and loud and soft in the same room. Because we stay on different realms at the equator. All the loud ones and all the soft ones trying to understand, listen, maybe hear, or talk over and be heard. So find a really, really, really loud speaker who's loud talking into a group of a whole bunch of people who don't really get loud ever, but they're not over-raising their voice at that person. That's important. Something that has to be created in foundations that are really understanding because if, boom, then you feel the chills or something profound that makes sense, it excites you and it enlightens. More conversations like that all the time, that's what makes you rich. Do you know the most richest, most richest people in the freaking world to this date, you know what they say? I'm most happy when I'm with my family. They don't say at a beach kicking it on the sand with a beer. You know, they don't say calling down at the tanning bed or or at the gym. They say mostly at family dinners or something like Thanksgiving. But not because of the holiday. We just glorify that on accident. And now it's time to understand that there's so much of it to go around that we could all probably be gifted by the foundation of the homeless for turkey dinners in the entire world all over once. Mm -hmm just by donations and no one has to ever put money into it. They do it at churches, I know of it. Mm. So if we had a bunch of stores that everybody always went into, because it's clearly not hard to do, energies would freely flow more happily and then other things would happen to energies that are supposed to be in the dark, like the boogeyman under the bed. Mm-hmm. If all these fairies and shit are stomping over him and he's getting more left out, well, he's going to feel something too. So how do we enlighten him to come back over here with us and play like the moon could do ever with the sun? That was a pretty good explanation. They can't make it happen ever. It's like you're waiting for the sun to touch down while you're awake and you want the moon to touch the earth or something. Mm. It's impossible. It's not, though. It's like then you just visualize it so somebody can make a picture of it and now it's going to happen before we know it. And that will probably be the explosion, which we're all escaping by fear. Everybody doesn't even know what they're thinking about until it's said. And then you boom into an energy. It's like being born. Do you remember it? Why? Remember being born? Yeah. I don't. I don't either. I think you're going to go west, though, not to Cheyenne again. All the way over to the other lane. And you know what? You should actually just get in that lane now, because now it's just the fast lane. And you don't got to worry about swerving. What lane? I don't even see no lane. See where it says Salt Lake? Yeah. Right there. Just get in that area. Those three lanes, and we're in the right way, no matter what. We don't make an accident to exit. It happens to me more often than not right here because it's slippery when you're coming want to exit right here. Oh, this is like a brick area, so you are going to exit here. See how it says Salt Lake? We're going to Salt Lake. We're not going to Silver Creek Canyon Road okay. East anymore. We're going west to the mountains back Thank there. You. No matter what we do. Thank you. You're welcome. I just got a I scared. I get it. So thank you. <laughs> and I promise that that but was you telling you the wrong it. way. I know. And I do believe you. I, I listen. Know. I just had to be calm. I wrote up here. You're I being really City. good about calming me, and you're usually not calming me for some reason. What did you think of Nevaeh, right? About Nevaeh, what? Calming. Would she calm you? Nevaeh doesn't calm me. I calm Nevaeh. Calm or call? Calm. I calm Nevaeh, but Nevaeh would really calm me all the way down. I probably wouldn't talk so much. If Nevaeh would calm you down? No, if she was all of this around. But I do know I trust this road right here because I go here all the time when I come to my yeah. city. And I came here a lot, a lot. Because I was driving literally with the gas of people giving it to me. And I was coming down here doing the wrong things. But that's why I have to give fucking people drugs and stuff. Like, because that's why. 
you know, it's okay. I can't do this. It's, it's okay too to feel it. It's not even scary at all. It's like so real life, we just slipped. It's like I came from Park City all the way down here to see Josh with my kids and get high. Like when I had everything made for me. Like. What about the times when you really just have to figure it out? Like you have to just decide something and controls the thing. Like I want to control outcomes for my children so that they feel when they get older that I cared. That's a bad way to do it because I do care. I care in a different realm than the one that we're living on though. So it's hard for me to put my eggs all in the baskets that everyone else is putting their eggs in. Like, I have a different belief system on a whole bunch of different levels, and I don't really integrate well with many people. And that's because I'm a individual that believes in manifesting, and I believe in energies, and a lot of other people are just walking around this earth waiting for someone to let them have something happen. And I've been one of those people, too. I think when we get into relationships, like, especially... The relationship that you got into is what you thought you wanted and then as you're going about your day you're just finding that things aren't the way you want them well picking up and moving from established time with someone is really really hard and there's so many people on the planet that that's just what we do now right like we just move on it's so hard to find what you're looking for when everyone's looking for something so I'm just going to quit looking and just manifest doing and being stable. And that's all that I really want is just to wake up every day in the same spot, in the same warm, cozy house, in the same environment. And I want my kids to come visit me and I want my kids to wake up with me and when they're young, like now, and I want them to do their thing and be happy and content and, and know their situation. And that's hard to provide when you've never had that. You know, and I don't think it was because I didn't have the space to do it in. I just it wasn't content. So I was always erratic and crazy and trying to cause something to happen. Or, you know, I, I like things to be all the time, life happening, trying new things consistently. And that's probably like only 9% of the people on the planet vibe like me, honestly. And that's scary because that's true life. It's a different understanding in this realm. But... I'm a martyr. I'm also a manifester. I'm also, like, pretty much the person that people should be going to to get advice from. It's my gene makeup. And I'm really good at providing a really quick answer to things. And I can get things moving. But I don't maintain those certain things for people. I'm not the sole manager. I'm just the manager of your options, right? And so I give great great advice and I know exactly what you need and that's why people are paying for services like that for me and I've been giving them away for free so I'll go back to my huddle to my hut <laughs> my internal life and I will provide services to those who request them but not for free anymore because money is important it's really important to the situational fact of addictions things that you need of supply and demand and until I learn how to take down that supply and demand need, I don't think I won't be needing money so until then pay me if you need me bye bye